What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. Today, you're here with me, Kathleen, and Alex again. Um, we are here to talk The Traitors, Episode 7, Season 2, Blood on Their Hands. Now, nothing truly gets me pumped anymore like a Thursday night at 9. This like gives me all the life in the world. I'm like squirming in my seat. I'm giggling. I'm anxious. This show could take us out of like whatever mood we're in and just send us straight into like a giggling panic every week. It's so funny. And it made me be like chronically on Twitter again just because the takes are so funny. It's amazing. I love it. Blood on their hands. Blood where? Like this. Nothing. No blood spilled. Blood on their hands. Yeah. I don't know why. Somebody it's called maybe that. said it, but I didn't see any blood and that's a disappointment. Yeah, that's a survivor thing that like whatever the title of that is, yeah. someone said it, but I didn't clock that if that's the truth. So whatever. There seems to be two camps of liking this episode or not. So one is you love this episode. You get to keep all of their people here because no one was banished and no one was killed mm -hmm. earlier in the episode, uh, which means we get Parvati and Phaedra and Peter and whoever was going to be voted off this episode gets to say the fire, the feud like rages on. Um, we also get this brand new thing at the end, which I didn't hate. But then there's this second camp, which is there's a big disappointment that nobody went home this week. No banishment, no roundtable, especially since no one was murdered last week. And then Peter declined the recruitment, um, which was crazy. So I want to know what your thoughts and general like, what did you think of this episode? I mean, I had fun, as I always do. I have fun. We're in a panicked yeah. giggle, as you said, but I might be in the latter camp. I just feel like the fire, and I'm sure we'll get into this, the fire thing squashed some momentum, some sure. ship writing for our favorite girl. And so that was a bit frustrating on top of like the editing of it all, which again, I think we'll get into as well. But yeah. I feel like you are more of a fan of this episode, maybe in the former camp. Yes, I see both sides, but I am in the former cam. I mean, now that I'm sitting with it and I rewatch it just before we podcasted, I love my girl Parvati. I know she will not be winning this game, like especially <laughs> with that fire of truth thing at the end or whatever. That, you keep calling it that. I don't know if it's called that. I think that's an excellent name if it is. But because <laughs> they have that, everyone's like, Parvati is a traitor. So this isn't something where it's like Survivor and you keep winning immunity and they keep you around and then all of a sudden you end up at the bottom three or the top three. It's kind of like you're she's beat. So the longer we get to keep her, I'm so excited. But I do think it was a big miss to not let this banishment roundtable happen between Peter and Parvati because this episode Parvati somehow had the momentum with the quote unquote leftovers that the non Peter pals, uh, the crew that Sandra was doing the pool balls with. So she had the momentum to get Peter, which would have been crazy and awesome. And, mm -hmm. and that would have been a really amazing roundtable so we did get robbed of that but now that we're, they, like, we're expanding it to another day like i think she's totally lost momentum on peter even people like sandra by the end were like i don't know peter kind of seems like a faithful but if that was the roundtable he might have gotten voted out and of course now he's he's immune from getting killed tonight so yeah i i think maybe the producers thought that they were building momentum maybe they thought they were keeping the feud alive longer because it maybe they feel that is the focal point right now even though we all know phaedra is the moment of this television show just every word out of her mouth every impression on her face like <laughs> every accent she does but fucking incredible i think it, to your point i did the opposite it stifled at least poverty's momentum this kind of maybe like 
a blindside momentum to borrow some survivor phrasing, but yeah. uh, it'll really depend on who who gets killed tonight. And there's slim pickings as we see at the end of the episode. So, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this fire. We can just get into it. Who cares about going in order? I don't know. How I feel about this. I mean, it was cool. I liked seeing it. Big twist. Like it's fun to watch, mm. but, but, Soon as Phaedra picked CT, I knew that was bad for the leftover crew because I knew CT was going to pick someone stupid like Trishel or John who was going to pick Peter. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I have to sit with it a little longer. I mean, we just watched it last night and then I rewatched today. So I haven't. We'll see how it all plays out and we'll be able to tell like whether or not it was dumb or not. I think it could have been a cooler twist down the line where there's less people. So then it really fucks with who you're going to pick, right? Like, or like really forces you to pick and then kind of shifts the game in a different way. But, uh, yeah, that, the drama of that fire lighting. I mean, Phaedra was, Phaedra's always going to pick her man. That's her, that's her traitor's husband. That's her game show husband. She wants it to be her real husband. <laughs> I love them. CT said, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the, the competition. I'm a, I'm fucking up. They want to bang in a real way, in, in a real way, way. and and they I may hope have. they do. Like I I want a showman's. I want a showman's. I don't know how real they would be, but in a interview with Andy Cohen, she called him her castle daddy, which is one <laughs> out of ten. Come on, and even what did she say when? She said something, Daddy. What did she, she say? She did. What did she say? She, she said, said "All right, Daddy." <laughs> I can't even like say it like she says it. There's so many. Her line reads are fucking impeccable. Like when she to Parvati says, you're either a Iron Maiden or an Ice Princess. I was like, where and why? And you're incredible. Exactly. You, you are getting the Emmy, the Oscar, the Tony. Give her a Tony. I'm sure she could sing. Just EGOT. How about we get her to EGOT off of Trader Season 2? Exactly. It's perfection. All right. So. Obviously, we start this episode with Peter declining the recruitment. And this mm. is crazy. It starts by saying, "Gotta, I'm going to win this the right way. Peter, there is no right way. To win To win is to win. This is a game. He wants traitors. a purple heart. Why wouldn't I'm you want to be it. a traitor? It's so fun. Parvati and Phaedra are getting all the screen time. I was just like gazing at them at the end of the of my rewatch. Just having them do this one-to-one, especially now that Dan's gone. It's so amazing to watch it is fire it's electric like they're little one by ones and staring at each other and squinting at each other it's so funny why wouldn't you want to be a traitor come to the game get all the experiences you can out of this you're only here for 10 11 12 days whatever it is grab life by the balls peter you wuss well i don't know if you've heard but peter's pals is going pretty strong so peter's pals i you know he just pals but like he has this like freaking martyr syndrome. Like he's he does. like, ah, I gotta do it. I also do slight understand the idea of playing like an uphill battle and winning. I do. And they really do have a lot figured out in this. However, he won't even admit how much they figured out. Like he won't let Trishel speak. And the last thing I'm ever going to do is defend Trishel. But <laughs> She has a really good plan and he silences her. I'm like, yeah. ugh, you're in this icky Peter Powell boys club. And it's just like pissed me right off. So I just 
I yeah. would like to see him go down, not because not even for Parvati and for Phaedra at this point. Like I'm just watching him is pissing me right off. But somebody called him a mob boss somewhere in uh, the show. Phaedra called him a, a mo- in the mafia, yeah. And I was like, she yeah, said that in the turret. That damn right it is. So you've been you know, saying that for weeks, yeah. I'm over it. So even if you're even making me slightly consider defending Trishel, you're on my shit list. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And for for the listeners, she doesn't like Trishel because of the peppermint axe. Uh, that didn't sit right with Al. So it's so funny. I was actually going to start the episode with this. I was editing our last episode and, you know, I was like, I fucking hate Dan, like blah, blah, blah. And I just want to say, like, I don't actually like I'm saying these in the context of the game. Um, I'm sure Dan is very lovely. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? We're talking about real people. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, gonna start it off by that, and then context um, of the game. It's a show. This is also a dramatized show. So, oh my god, lest we forget they're the also moment. playing characters of themselves. Like it, it is the truth. Yeah, I mean, we can quick talk about the edit. They're the cuts of the show. We talk about a week over week. They're they're so insane. They're creating their own narrative. They leave out so much. We've had discussions today on the logistics of okay, they're all in this outfit at breakfast looking pristine. They go get muddy. Like literally, Peter is like dunked in a pile of mud, and then now they're at the well. They should have been at the round table, but they go do whatever, and they're pristine again. So I'm like, do they go but back in the same outfit, right? From the from morning. the earlier outfit. So I'm like, do they go back to the hotel, shower, get redone, do their like face again, everything? Because famously, they don't stay in that castle; they stay in a hotel. There's also the the talking heads and the talking heads. They're in all different outfits. So, like, when are they adding this, these like flavors? And when are they adding this commentary exactly? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Trishel crying in this episode in a talking head, she was wearing the same outfit. So, you could tell that's probably this same day because I don't know that Trishel could like bring tears if it wasn't the same day <laughs> and she wasn't actually feeling that. Yeah. But other days, Parvati's in like three different outfits in the same episode. She's in the white outfit with the pearl. Mm-hmm. She's in the green um, shirt. Like it's like they're all over the place with adding commentary to guide the show forward. You know? Yeah, it it kind of suspends your belief or whatever I was saying. Like it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. And I want it to be like a game that's actually being played. Of course, every show's produced. Of course, they need to like engineer some some drama points and some arcs. Right? I'm not stupid but i want it to be a reality show game like survivor of course they manufacture those things through like immunity idols and and whatnot i think big brother probably has similar things where you give people advantages or like i don't know why i'm even pretending i know what big brother's doing but you they obviously every show has like game runners showrunners doing something but this is starting to feel a little bit the heavy-handed and a little hodgepodge at the same time yeah, and I think that if I didn't have a podcast on it, I wouldn't be looking at it with such a magnifying right. glass. But I, uh, it, it's all fun to me. I don't care how they do it. It is the biggest show on TV right now. It's crushing it, so whatever. But let's move forward. I want to talk about Parvati. I think this was a great episode for her. Um, and as we head into breakfast, I really think Parv thought this was her last day and was like, I've got nothing to lose. She was going balls to wall with comments. It was cracking me up. And as I say this, I'm like, wow, she's really stepping it up. Her, or Phaedra calls her the ice princess, whatever. But I'm saying this and I'm like, well, is this really the first episode where she's speaking up and making sassy comments like this? Or is it the edit? And we'll never know. Yeah. But, if we, but if we're to take it at face value, Parv was really stepping it up this episode, don't you think? But yes, I think she did dial it up regardless of edit based on the turret, based on Phaedra being like, girl, 
Ash Queen, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. <laughs> That's you know, I, I think maybe it was apparent in in the actual onset and the reality of the game. So, but it also, it, yeah, you were like, she's dangerous right now. She's like, I was like, yeah. she gives, she threw three bucks to the wind. She doesn't care. She's like. I, I do understand that. And I think that has like actually worked for people on other game shows, right? Where you just like have nothing to lose. You stop overthinking Hate and you just season. start like playing hard. Mm-hmm. And and it started to work, as you said, against Peter, because frankly, I think he's just alienating people. It's clear he's a faithful, but he's like alienating half of the faithfuls. And so if the numbers flop, people also voted for Janelle, even though they kind of thought, I actually think she is a faithful, right? It's just if somebody's too loud, if someone's like, going too big you're making yourself a target in a different way right there's different ways to get people out in this game and different reasons people want people banished yes they want to find traitors but it's also an interpersonal game so i definitely think she had momentum with that that got squashed you know and sandra sandra running the plays like a coach over there walls before we get there let's go talk the breakfast yeah i think at first, I wasn't sure about Parvati's choice to pick Peter, and then he turned it down. But in reality, I think putting him in this position puts a huge target on his back. It's almost like in the equivalent of Survivor, like when they go on a trip and they have the chance to win an advantage or something. Whether you want it or not, you come back and you tell a lie or you tell the truth, and people are still, it still puts a target on your back. So Yeah, people don't believe you either which way. There's not really like a, a way to win. Yes. I think yeah. pre this episode, Peter's a faithful host who turns down a recruitment. That's insane. So you really just immediately think, oh, fuck, Peter got offered. Did he say yes or no? It's a 50-50 shot. Like he is acting holier than thou, but it's a 50-50 shot. And let me know if you agree. I don't know if it was the edit or not, but he seemed nervous to me. Like Peter's usually super cocky, confident, almost calm. Um, But at the breakfast table, I feel like he didn't know how to play it. And it makes me think that if he was a trader from the jump, he'd be a bad trader. So he's a he might be a good faithful and like playing hard and all this stuff. But the game changes once you become a trader or you have something to hide. You're, yeah. you're, you just can't act the same, you know? Agreed. Yeah, I think I, he had like a very awkward laugh at one point, maybe after yeah. Parvati made a comment or something. He's like, <laughs> like, it just was very not him where he was like, on his high horse the past like sure. two episodes, it, it shook him a little. Clearly, it was like the rattle that it needed, which obviously made me happy. But I was kind of surprised he didn't announce it. But to your point, it puts a target on your back. But then do you look shadier by saying it later in a smaller group? Like, you definitely are alienating those other people, like I was saying. So it's a very difficult situation to be in. But I think that's the test of the game, right? These, yeah. these changes and how you handle them. It's the whole point of the show. Yeah, and that leads us to, you know, him telling the Peter Pals and the walk-ins <laughs> from MJ and the walk-ins Kate? from Phaedra. Wait, no, what? Yeah. I thought Kate walked in at one point too. No, it was it was Phaedra first. She goes to the the leftovers and is like, they won't they kicked me out. And then MJ's like, I gotta go. And MJ's performance here, her best performance of the Chef's of the series for sure. She was like yeah. grabbing her jeans and like so awkward. And I would have just stayed there if Peter goes, one, one minute, please, one, one minute. I'm like, who are you? Who, right. Whatever happened to the good old stop talking and switch the conversation to something else that they do in every other show when someone you don't want to walk in walks in? Whatever happened to that? You know? But also, like, over half the house is people you don't want to walk in. That's great. Like, you're just playing this a little weird now, and you're, you're making 
everyone kind of have a target on them. Exactly. So them coming in leads to Sandra doing the pool balls. And I wanted to read her Instagram post she posted today. She's been very active on social media. It's been a hell yeah. Seems like she's been getting maybe some uh from the context of this, it seems like people were probably like, she's doing all this strategizing and Phaedra and Parvati are like right next to her. Not that smart if you're if your group of seven or however many it is has Phaedra and Parvati. So she said, I want to make something clear. During that last strategy session, I also made it clear that hopefully the traders were in our group so that they could murder each and every one of the so-called most faithful of the faithful, therefore allowing the faithful and the leftovers to get to the end of the game. Self-preservation and endgame strategy. What a lot of people don't seem to understand is faithful also have to go, just like the traders. We can't all get to the end. No one there is oblivious to the fact that Parvati and Phaedra have already been called out several times. That's actually manageable. If new traders enter the mix, then we have to start back from zero and then kate chastain commented was like this moment was so amazing in person you really did explain even more with salt and pepper packets crying face clapping emoji which is so <laughs> i would have i want the behind the scenes that's the behind the scenes i want exactly so what do you think of the strategy um just like the the peter pals versus the the extras yeah i mean pick off peter pals i'm fucking over them as you heard me yeah. say but mm-hmm. um Keep some of those traders around till the end, right? Because mm-hmm. at this point, they're like that. Whatever you cut off a limb, it grows two or whatever. It's kind of like that. So if you know and you can just go to the end and then just squash it at the end, with you have the numbers, as Sandra said, it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You have a better shot at winning than to continually keep picking people off and feeling good in the moment. Like it's not a long term strategy, right? It's short sighted. It's for like that rush and you want to feel like you're accomplishing something and you have a leg up. But at the end of the day, you're just you're just adding to the fight some more if people accept recruitment and if they get another trader before the end, I'm sure they could recruit someone at that point. It would be shocking if they couldn't. Oh, like whoever they ask next. I don't think maybe look at Harvard or Phaedra like you know, I think if Sandra had her way, she'd ride it to the end and get them out and win, you know. But I think if the group were to just banish Parvati or Phaedra now, there's going to be another recruitment. Like Again, it's just like it becomes more of a guessing game is, I guess, what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's good to see our survivor girl doing her survivor, survivor thing. It, it Like, I will say this. It makes you... This isn't a knock to Sandra, but when you watch her season, somebody who sits out of 90% of challenges if the rules allow and mm-hmm. kind of like isn't an immunity beast in that way, you know, is a personality, but is self-described like, I'm not doing that shit. You know, <laughs> you, you I, I don't think they ever gave her the edit of like mastermind. Like, I think she was a preservation person and a numbers person. And that, that is very, gets you very far in that game. And I think it applies here. And I think it's really letting her shine. I'm, I'm yeah. saying a long-winded way of like, it's really letting her shine and you kind of can look back on survivor seasons if you watch that like us and be like this makes so much more sense now yeah it was good and and speaking of sandra i mean she won a shield which was so exciting to see and i speaking of survivor (laughs) like i don't know that she ever won like a immunity challenge or anything so her being so pumped and excited was so fun to see what did you think about this challenge i thought it was really fun i famously hate the challenges and traders but the last few weeks have been iconic they're turning it around this season. Like it is goofy and enjoyable. Um, it's funny watching these people like sweat and freak out. I want to believe that they really got carried up in the nets, but that feels like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> so there is a shot of Sheree in the net. Right. 
And so, so I wonder though if they did it safely to like be like who would be willing to get a shot again. I'm just absolutely like so skeptical yeah. and so sus of, of the editing now. But yeah. either way, I loved this. It was kooky. It felt like a little like a board game. That one with like the mousetrap one. It felt like that. And seeing some of those fools go right into the mud. Also, yes, that actually had to have happened. And that made my heart happy. <laughs> I think highlights being Bergie's sweatpants. If you know, you know. And uh, CT and Plant Friday. And that color is correct, too. I'm pretty sure he's wearing fucking there purple you go. pants. I really wish we didn't know, maybe it won't be the season, that they just give them the 250K anyway, because... I just thought they they, did. Last season, I just assumed. Just like... No, they did. Okay. They gave them the 250, even though they didn't technically do 250. You know, each challenge, you don't always get all the money. I think actually last season, they were way better at the money grabbing than this season. I mean, in the funeral (laughs) episode, they they didn't get anything. That that was like 20K. This time, they only got... um, they lost 17,000 of the 25,000 and they've been losing money in other challenge. So I don't know like what the pot has been so far, but they had 95,500 leading into this challenge. Now they have 103,500. And we're late and in the it, game. It would be so funny to see all these people fighting for like small amounts. I'm saying 100K is a small amount. It's not. But, but you know, you go on these w- game shows to win a million dollars or $250,000, but if they were only fighting for a pot of like say 80k and there's like five faithfuls at the end that would be so funny but we know that the stakes are low because they give them the 250 anyway you know i i would love if the challenges were incremental i think everyone knows you're just going to get 250 in the end but it'd be better if they were like you could win 250 or more and make it like harder and make the like thing that kevin had said about choosing a clue or a thing or the money, I think that could be interesting for a future season. Sweeten the deal, or sometimes you could pick money or clue. The show is like on the up and up, and there's so much they could do with it, and it's going to be exciting to see. Wow, that's a great point. I We should get Alan on the phone. I, if I had a line to Alan, let's go hang in the Catskills with Alan. I would love to do it. Oh my God. Yes. Okay, so we'll just move forward. Now we're at the end, right? Let's talk about whatever we have left, that we go to this deadly outing. There's no roundtable, no banishment, and they're going to leave it. So there's immunity until there's five people left and then they'll be open for the murder. Um, We already talked about a lot of this. So whatever you have for the rest, I mean, like detail wise, the Phaedra crying was killing me and part being like, oh, my God, this is intense during that was (laughs) so funny. And it made me think about Harvey not really having any soft moments ever on any of her seasons. She's never having a hard heart. She's never like crying with somebody or doing anything and i don't think i ever like noticed that or clocked that but she really is ice princess baby that's our girl yeah but it's so funny because that's just like not her persona at least online like she's a yogi she's right now a queer woman and uh i just and has a kid and like i just feel like (laughs) her reality show persona the walls go up and i get it i'd probably be the fucking same who am i kidding so it is funny to see though she's like what I was reacting the same way as her, though. Like, most of my notes about the fire of it all was, like, the drama MJ and Trishel were bringing was unprecedented for something yes. for something that felt so, like, trivial. I mean, this game does feel, because it is not meant to be that deadly serious. But yeah, I guess when you're in the moment, again, it feels quite personal. How would I know? But, my God, MJ was like, what did MJ say? MJ was like, that, like 
killed me. It gutted me. <laughs> she said something. It was yeah. absolutely yeah. out of control drama. And, you know, that's the Bravo in her, I suppose. Well, I think there's like a few outlandish things here. Why would Parvati think Phaedra would light her torch? I, I would never think that. I mean, maybe she knows something we don't, but again, that's yeah, silly. Maybe. MJ, yeah, but Trishel is the worst of the worst. I had to compare this to you. Sorry for all the survivor references, but I was saying that uh, Trishel, like crying to to anybody there and begging, was basically Angelina begging for um, <laughs> Natalie's jacket in David versus Goliath, which is like an such an iconic moment of pathetic, pathetic. devastation. <laughs> so funny, so pathetic. The airtime that she got in the circle fire and after i was like i was like i think i had to log i had to astral project for a moment i just it was a lot yeah i agree i thought i didn't care about trichelle but i actually was really enthralled by ct reacting to trichelle because he's such a big teddy bear and like he's a softy he was a deer in headlights and almost like welling up himself he's like oh i I didn't know if i could come up to you i I didn't mean to i didn't mean to make you upset like he was just like it's a game, man. I'm just playing a game. Like, he, and that's like what we're all saying. The least savage CT's ever been. He's almost like a full dud in this series as like far as strategizing goes. Like, yeah. I think him talking to Peter and like outing that Peter might be banished was like the most gameplay I've seen out of him all season. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't care about Trishel either, but I, I do love CT. Like, I just I've known him. I know of him for so long. So I've known him for my whole life. <laughs> We're close personal friends. They go way back to Boston. Is that where he's from? He's giving cab driver in Boston to me this entire season with the hat and the jacket. I'm like, my guy, what the fuck's going on? Agreed. And uh, anything else that happened like post pre, we kind of skipped the like pre round table. Anything like notes wise you got? No, I kind of just wrapped it up at the turret and, um, if you're ready to go there. But I just wrote that like the trust is broken between these traders. It's not there, you know? And I think you always have to have a healthy level of skepticism with everyone on these shows, but they both are seeming to like not gun for each other, but being absolutely on the defense with each other. And it's a fun electric time in the turret, but I don't know how far it could get either of them day to day going forward like we're closing in on what the last yeah. three weeks three episodes or something i mean if that was day seven it so days? apparently there's 11 episodes i didn't know so mm-hmm. this is okay. this is yeah seven of 11 so far i thought there was going to be mm-hmm. one more more well we're halfway and they're on the radar definitely in different ways yeah parvati seems like scared of phaedra almost I mean, who and wouldn't be after like, I think- the yeah, I think Parvati respects Phaedra. And so when Phaedra's like, you're acting like an ice princess. And I think Parvati kind of gets Phaedra's like dramaticness yeah. now. So I don't know that Parvati's taking this like so close. You know, Phaedra had already said nobody fucking likes you, Parvati. So I think <laughs> it that- It couldn't get worse than that. It couldn't get worse than that. So I, I think she's not taking it too, too close to the heart. In but, fact, um, it's probably more constructive now. <laughs> right. And so I think that, I don't know. I don't trust this. Like, I don't know. I'm skeptical of it because it's all in the talking heads and the talking heads are like, I'm like, they're just trying to be dramatic. I don't think. Right. There's, I don't there, think it's this like is the true. icing on top of the drama cake. It's what you exactly it's, they want you to see. It's the surface level. Yeah. Because yeah. it clearly is after the fact. And to your point, we don't know if they had sessions of days where they sat in, if they grabbed them before they went back to the hotel. Who knows? Yeah. Who do you think they're killing? So MJ. Parvati, of course. So it's MJ, Bergie, Trishel, or Kate are the eligible people. Mm-hmm. 
Boy, I wish it was Trishel. But uh, the smart thing would be Peter's pals. Because, again, if you want to keep those numbers and momentum. But I think there's something to be said for killing another Bravo person. People who absolutely won't ever be suspected as traitors or use as shields. Like, they were making those points in the turret, right? Like, are these people here for a purpose? But truly, you need to start chipping away at Peter's numbers more than anything, I think. Or it's just... Yeah, the scales have really tipped with that group. I agree, but I also think it's tricky because if Phaedra and Parvati, I I think it's too far gone for Parvati, but if they really believe that they could get the traitor sent off of them, killing Bergy is not in the in their best interest only because it's like okay, it's got to be someone in that group. No one within the Bergy group is going to be killing someone in the Bergy group. You know what I mean, or the Peter group. Sorry. I mean, it's all, you know, everyone I guess, can do no, anything you're to right. confuse people. But but none so, of those people, they're left with really bad choices, right? They're in a rock and a hard place. No one is, like, conceivably, like, a traitor. <laughs> so Yeah. Like I'm going to put it go. on the board that they're going to kill MJ. I don't okay. want them to kill MJ. I think she's, like, just gearing up. I think she's fun. There's just too many people, and there's not enough screen time for everybody because... Yeah. No one can reach their full potential if you're not a traitor or like Peter because there's too much going on in these episodes and you only get, you know, 50 minutes or an hour. Kate would be more of a shocker to me because it's like, I don't know, I think it would send more of a message or be like a why, you know, and it's also like somebody who played the game before, like that would send some kind of, I don't really know if it would send a message at this point. I feel like they're just so on the radar that it's not the same as last season where like, yeah, everything they did shocked people and they like threw them off the trail at every turn. Like they do not quite have the upper hand anymore. And it is, it is leading to kind of confusing gameplay. That's because last season, everyone was dumb as rocks. You can't get anything past these people because they're smart and they play games. But part of me thinks Alan Oh, and and the you know the traders producers were like you can't kill Kate for at least like four episodes. Right, she's like, not coming for her to come Scotland. on Scotland. We pay for her to come on. She's a faithful. You're fine. She comes on. You can kill her starting in episode nine or something like that. I'm sure there's an element of that, right? I'm not coming out there for less than X money, which is X days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to touch base on Kate, I think we did this last week, but a Kate update. I would say. She's funny. She's fine. I just, I still don't think we needed her. And I think it just added another faithful to the group. And honestly, she just has like a gigantic advantage coming in midway through the game. Everyone thinks she's a faithful. She's pretty like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I love her. I'm never going to be mad that Kate Chastain's on my screen. She's a, she's a sleigh all the time. She's so. a good watch. She is. All right. Final thoughts. Oh, I want to see a trailer for next week. I don't even have more thoughts. Like this episode yeah, was really straightforward to me in that it wasn't my favorite. Um, it's going to be ever hard to ever compete with the funeral episode, but I need a little more action. I need some blood. I need blood to be on their hands next week for real. Not, <laughs> not whatever this was. Yeah, I love it. I'm glad we get Parvati, Phaedra, like even Peter, who I dislike. Like I'll keep him around for one more You're week. Glad everyone's there for another day, another exactly. week. Exactly. It's it's just good TV, and you know we lost someone like Janelle, who I really liked by that time, and that's sad. I feel like she was good entertainment. So Sandra, we, I mean, we did talk about Sandra. I think she's crushing it. I want to keep these girlies here as long as possible. The men can beat it. The girls gotta stay. But I do love everyone. Sheree, uh. Phaedra, of course, everyone. So 
Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Next week, it will be episode eight. We'll be back for that. Kevin's going to be back for the episode, which is exciting. He was on episode four. Five with us. Was it four or five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five. You're because you're on four. That's the episode. If you're listening on a trader's feed and you like this, uh, we are Binge Town TV. We have been a podcast for like three plus years. So if you go to our normal feed, Binge Town TV, uh, you can find all the episodes we're currently dropping. We we usually do just a bunch of scripted TV. Uh, like we're doing True Detective and we just finished up Reacher, Percy Jackson, things like that. Also did Survivor. We're gonna do Survivor again. Um at the end of the month when 46 comes out. Uh, so if you like that, just hit subscribe. You'll never miss an episode. Uh, we also have a Discord that we talk about the traders in, which I love, which is uh, the link is in the bio of the episode um, wherever you're listening on. So if you want to join our Discord, it's free. You can come hang out with us, talk with us, tell us we suck or, t- or tell us theories or tell us you like us, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.